The first reading this morning is from 1 Peter 2, verses 9 to 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The Gospel reading is taken from John chapter 1, beginning at the ninth verse. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Here ends the Gospel reading. We're going to start with some storytelling. And we're very um, blessed this morning to have with us um, Faris Smilovich and also Nicole Colley, who both did Alpha, the Alpha course at Christchurch Kenilworth um, and have a story to tell um, from the, within the last year, I think. And um, so I've asked them to share their stories. Farah, thank you for joining us. Um, the first question I'm going to ask is just tell us a bit about your life, your story, um, before you went on the Alpha course. Wow, that's uh, 23 years of a story. <laughs> um, I actually practiced Islam growing up um, and was born Muslim um, and never really had a connection with God that I felt was real or true and I felt it was quite forced in me. So um, I started steering away from, from that um, and luckily that was a very easy journey for me. It's not easy for most. So, um, and then when COVID came along, Things were very hard, and I turned towards the Bible. I turned towards, um, towards Jesus and towards God, and um, I was invited by um, Jessica Randall, a very good friend, um, to join the Alpha Course, and there I, from there onwards, was amazed at the journey of my faith um, and was really pleased with how my faith journey has been so far. Awesome, thank you. Tell us a little bit about what happened on Alpha. You came on this um, course, what was Alpha like and, and was there a significant sort of thing that happened for you on the course or moments? Um, I think since COVID I started, you know, going into the Word of God and trying to figure out what, who Jesus was and, and what he meant to me in my life. Um, and through Alpha I was able to ask a bunch of questions and have a bunch of questions answered. That's probably why Alpha's logo is a question mark. <laughs> um, so that was very good for me, um, knowing who Jesus is, what his purpose is, um, why God brought Jesus to us, and being able to ask all those questions was amazing, and being surrounded by like-minded people. Um, and we got to have these messages um, every week, every Wednesday we got to meet up together and have a meal and then had these messages played out to us and then were able to discuss um, all these questions that we had about it. And um, so during the weekend away, which is a, such an amazing opportunity with Alpha, um, you get to learn about why we pray, how we can pray, how we can worship Jesus and how he can be in your life. And so that's one of the like, main things I learned in Alpha. 
What would you say was the reason you chose to follow Jesus at the end of the day? What, yeah, what was going on for you? Um, I must admit, I think Alpha did help me quite a lot before then. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I started attending St. John's with the Randall family and was trying to figure my way through my faith journey. And with Alpha, um, I just, I must admit I did encounter the Holy Spirit and I did encounter Jesus and I just felt like this was the answer for me and I started doing more uh, for myself with regards to my spirituality and my religion and my faith um, after Alpha and um, it's just been amazing so far in allowing Jesus to walk with me in my life and to enter my life and to feel his love and um, his devotion to to me and to return that to him so that's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank Um, Thank you for sharing with us. That's Farah. Thank you. Next, I'm going to ask Nicole. Would you um, please come and share with us? Tell us a bit about your life before you came to Alpha. What was going on for you? Hi, everyone. So my life before Alpha, I was always a Christian, and I think I just wasn't as close to God as I wanted to be. I was quite focused on like money and growing myself in my job and that was like my main focus and my main goal in life. I wanted to just make money and like have this great title in my job and you know I also struggled with a lot of things, family issues, Um, they put me under a lot of strain financially and I've just like I walked with that pain and like anger and frustration throughout my life and it made me just it made me live a life that was not what God, what I think God would want. Um, I like partied. Jesse, my husband, we were like together in it. We partied and we just, we did all things um, that wasn't of God. And I just felt like that was my way of filling this void that was in my heart. Like I just felt alone in this world. And that's how I was before Alpha. Um, sure. yeah, yeah, it was just like lonely and mm. I wanted to fill that void that was in my heart. Thank you for sharing so deeply yeah, about your own story. Tell us how you came to be on the Alpha course. What happened? So on my journey, um, like something happened. I just had like a, I don't know, awakening. I just, I had a, real, a mental breakdown. And that was me coming to God. And through that, it was like he told me, Nicole, you're just living this life, and it's a lie. And I went to church. Um, It was a different church at the time, and my friend was also with me. Um, His name is Dean, and he was the one who told us to join, and that's how I came to Alpha. Um, Yeah, three. What happened on Alpha, yeah. Yeah, so we went on Alpha, and... It was good, like every Wednesday we went and we shared a meal with others, we built connections, Um, we also learned about who God is, the Holy Spirit, and I think when we went on the weekend away, I think that was a a breakthrough for myself and also for my husband. That time we weren't married, we were boyfriend and girlfriend that time. Um, but I just saw how the Holy Spirit just like softened our hearts and he just, it was an amazing feeling. Um, and experiencing that with others as well, like 
we're not in this alone. Like we had people who felt like brothers and sisters walking this journey with us. And I mean, we all had struggles and like we all had, it wasn't a place where the good people go. This is only for good people. Like each one of us were walking different walks of life and we struggled with a lot, but we together we held we held each other up and we encouraged each other. And I mean, even after we were done with Alpha, it's like I, um, we still are in contact with those people and we just have a good relationship with them. And I mean, it's not people our age, like who would think I'm 31, we are in our 30s, that we have um, older folks who are also in our group, but we are so close to them. They guide us, they, um, they give us a lot of wisdom. We learn a lot from them and yeah, mm. that's how it was. Wow. Thank you so much. Just tell us a bit. Um, apparently, Jesse was quite intrigued by what he saw. Uh, what happened next? <laughs> um, so Jesse saw the change in me. I first came to Christ, um, and I gave my heart to the Lord. And um, he was struggling with a lot as well. Um, he actually overcame addiction, drug addiction. And um, it was really hard for him. I walked with him throughout that process. And for me to see, like, in our relationship as well, we struggled a lot. And it was difficult. It's hard to see someone you love just like their life is being... It's hard. Um, But it's like we did that Alpha course together. And it was like both... God was working in both of us. Um, he was working on my heart, but he was also working on my husband's heart. And yeah, so he joined and then he also got saved. He got baptized and um, it's like now we're married. Um, after the Alpha course, we got engaged and now we are married. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing what it done for me. Um, because now I'm, I joined the church, so I'm with Christ Church. They host um, Alpha, and um, we just joined the small groups, and I also joined the kids. So I'm a leader in the small kids, so three to five years old. I am a leader there, and I'm a helper there. So it's also about building those small ones. It doesn't just, yeah, it's just like the change. Like God showed me that you need to build this kingdom. Like your life now doesn't revolve around money and status and all those other things that you thought would fill the void in your heart. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing a bit of your story. I uh, said I'd ask you three questions. I think I've asked you about <laughs> ten. One last question. Just how would you summarize the difference that Jesus makes in your life? And having a relationship with him. I think... In one word, peace. Um, before this, I, it was like this mess in my mind. And even now, like, guys, I'm still going through struggles now. It's not like when I said yes, Jesus was like, okay, your life's going to be easier. No, I'm still going through lots of struggles. I face many challenges every day. But the peace that he gives me, um, I can just like, sometimes I just speak to God and I'm like, please help me. And I just feel a sense of calmness in my heart and that's something that I know I share with God. Like it's, he just gives me that 
and I know I can trust him. You know, sometimes the enemy will come and he will, he will tell you all these lies and it's so easy to believe it. But I just, you know, the word, like what we read this morning, the word is what God gives us. Every time when you're facing something, you just go to the word because it gives you everything. It should be an absolute standard. Like it, when you look at the Bible, you should see, am I doing these things? Is this what God sees in me when he looks at me? So just focus on the peace and yeah, Jesus is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Nicole. Let us pray. Jesus, it's all about you. It always has been and it always will be. Your church exists because of you. And we exist to worship you and to fulfill your purpose in this world. So speak to us, Lord, as we look at your word this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have seen cars, bumper stickers, on the back of cars in our area that say um, the phrase, brothers in an endless chain. Has anyone seen that bumper sticker? Brothers in an endless chain. Where does it come from? Weinberg Boys High. And maybe Junior as well, I'm not sure. But um, it's part of their school song, apparently. I discovered Weinberg Boys is only seven years younger than St. John's. We're going to be 190 next year. They'll be 183, I believe. Um, So... We've walked a, a long journey side by side, but brothers in an endless arm, uh, in, sorry, brothers in an endless chain is the phrase that they use. John the Evangelist would say, children of God in an endless chain, children of God in an endless chain through the centuries, through the generations, those who have received him and believed in his name, as John wrote in verse 9, um, They have become children of God. We've become brothers and sisters together, one family, through the generations, children of God in an endless chain. So that's what I want to talk about today. And I really want us to look at these five verses. You know, the first 18 verses of John, did anyone open their Bible app this morning and watch the little video on the Bible app? Did anyone do that? Some of us do that in the morning. (laughs) Um, And this morning... It's, um, it's about John 1, chapter 1, and talks about how the other Gospels chose to start the story of Jesus with the birth of Jesus. But John decides to go back way, much, way further, even before creation, to say, in the beginning, before the creation of the world, the Word, and he's referring to Jesus Christ himself, was with God and was God. So already we're getting a glimpse of this is at the center of who God is, Trinity God, three in one, um, the word has been made flesh. And so there's three things I want to draw out of these verses. And the first one is that Jesus is the true light, the true light. Verse nine says the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Tophos to alethenon. I'm not a Greek scholar, but those are the original words which refer to Jesus as the true light and Um, They were used as John wrote this gospel. And what they mean is that not just he was a good light, a nice torch, a nice bit of um, luminescence to help us find light in a room, but the true light 
in his words refers to being the source of the light, the light source, the ultimate light. There's no um, diminishment in any way. It's not a reflection of the light. This is who Jesus is. He's the true light. He brings light to a dark world. And not just to your darkness or to mine. It says he came to give light to everyone. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Or to every man, every man and woman, every human being. In other words, immediately there's the promise here at the start of John's Gospel that the purpose of Jesus' ministry was to bring salvation for the whole world. Not just for the Christians, not just for the Israelites, but for the whole world. Jesus is the rescue answer of God. And everyone means no specific race, no specific culture, no specific time in history. But all of us are invited to respond to the light of God in Jesus Christ. Right here, Jesus is for everyone. In a world clouded by darkness and sin and despair, Jesus brings hope and truth and redemption to you and to me and to those who are not yet with us. So if you do know Jesus, you know you might be going through a a tough time at the moment, but like Nicole said, you have that peace. You have that inner peace and that light that is guiding you, that is Jesus Christ, always with you. His promise, His presence, always. And if your present situation feels like darkness and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you only have to call on the name of Jesus with your heart. From your heart, you speak out the name of Jesus and you call on Him and you tell Him what's on your heart. He is there for you. The light is on. The light is with you and responds to you. If you're not feeling joy right now, speak to Him about it. Come to the light. Come to the one who you know because you've experienced Him before. That's why you're here. You've seen a glimmer, so come back to the light. But remember, too, the purpose of God's people is to reflect the light. The light source wants to radiate through you and me so that others will know that this light is for everyone. Jesus is for everyone. On Wednesday night, we had one for evening training our small group hosts and helpers for the discussion groups on Alpha here in the cottage. It was a lovely evening. Maggie cooked us a delicious meal, which you will be doing every Wednesday, starting this week. And um, we sat around and chatted. And I asked the question at the beginning, why are we, as St. John's, running an Alpha course? Why are we doing this? And the reason we're doing this is because we are reflecting the light of God in this world. We're not called to keep it to ourselves and to close the doors and the windows and keep it inside a building. The light is for everyone. And so we're running Alpha because God wants to switch the light on in our lives if it's grown dim, but also in our friends' lives and in those who He has put around us in our community. And Alpha is a place where anyone can come as Nicole and Forrest said, with their questions, with their searching, with their faith struggles. We all have struggles. We all have questions. I love how Nicole pointed to, this was a journey we did together. We took it together. We weren't, it wasn't me and my problems and you, I've got it all sorted. 
We're all walking on this journey together. And we don't come with all the answers. None of us come with all the answers. But we come to the God who has all the answers to all our deepest searching. Jesus is the true light. Number two, it says Jesus came to his own. Let's look at verse 10 and 11. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Just a few verses earlier, John told us how Jesus was there creating all that is. All that we see and all that we are was created through the word of Jesus. Yet God came in the flesh to God's people and God's people did not recognize him. Imagine if you turned up at work tomorrow morning and you've been working there for months or maybe years. And everyone looks at you like you're a stranger. Who are you? What are you doing here? So I work here. I've been here forever. Come on, John. Come on, Sarah. You know me. Don't know you. Or if I arrived home the end of an evening at St. John's and I come back to Brenda and knock on the front door. Well, hopefully I've got the key. And I come in the front door and Brenda and Nikki and Ruth say, who are you? <laughs> Hello, it's Dad. It's your husband. No, we don't recognize you. They close the door in my face. That's what it was like with God coming into this world. It says the world did not recognize him, which he had made. How strange. And specifically, he was born a Jew, and the Jewish people did not accept him and recognize him as their God. And so, we remember that the Jewish nation were a chosen nation, chosen by God to carry his light. Not to be the only people up for salvation, not to be the sole benefactors of God's grace and goodness, but to be the people who reflected God, his nature, his presence, his likeness to the world, so that the world would see who he was. There's lots about this in Scripture. In Genesis chapter 12, God makes a covenant with Abraham about a people that there will be. And he says, I will bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And all peoples on earth, all peoples of all nations and all cultures in all times will be blessed through you. That was a promise of God. And God doesn't go back on his promises. And the prophet Isaiah said these words, Isaiah 49, I will make you as a light for the nations. You're going to be a light that the nations will look at. And I'll come from their darkness and say, ah, we can see. Isaiah 60, nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. And then Peter, the apostle, in his epistle that he wrote, says these words that Brenda read to us. But you, now he's not just speaking to the Jewish nation, he's speaking to all who have made a covenant with God through Jesus Christ and responded to the call of Jesus. And are now God's new people. He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Declaring the praises of the God who called you out of darkness into light. That's our mission. That's who we are. That's why we run Alpha. That's why we don't stop telling the stories. And we want to keep 
the good news rolling and not just keep it to ourselves. Your job and mine as the people of God is to shine the light of Jesus for the world to see. Peter says, once you were not a people. Once you did not know God's mercy, but now you are. Now you're a people. Now you've received God's mercy. You're his people. Jesus is the true light. And although he wasn't recognized, he is our light and he has given us a purpose to, to reflect his light. But thirdly, he gives us the right or the authority, says in some translations, to become God's children. Here in the New Living Translation from John chapter 1, verse 12, please follow To all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Many people will tell us, we're all God's children. We're all God's children. Every person, every faith and non-faith, we're all loved by God and so we're all his children. Yes, he made each one of us. Yes, he loved each one of us and loves us still. But here, it very clearly says you're not God's children. You're not part of his family until you receive him, until you accept him. He initiates, we respond. He invites and we say yes. And if we haven't said yes, no, we're not part of God's children. And so, one by one, and then the thousands in a day sometimes in the book of Acts and then story by story and all the way through to today and the stories of Nicole and Farah, people have responded and said, yes, I need you, Jesus. I accept you. I receive you. And so they have become part of this endless chain of children of God. Verse 13, they are reborn, born again, new, new spirits. Not the way a, a man and a woman come together and baby Melandry will be born soon, uh, but born of God from above. Something extra special, unique, miraculous that God does. He gives birth to a new spirit in us and says, that's my son, that's my daughter. The direct translation from the Greek words that John would have written, uh, recorded here were, um, and it's a good one for, for Star Wars fans, as many as however received him, he gave to them authority, children of God to be. I love that, children of God to be. He gave them authority to be children of God to those believing in the name of him. That is Jesus. For the past year, uh, Mary Jean and I have been going into Murambi House down the road. It's a frail care unit for um, people who need special care, and especially they specialize in dementia and Alzheimer's, and Raymond's come in with us as well. And we go in as a team, and once a month we take communion to a group of about 20 people who we've got to know and love quite a lot. Got to know some of their names, beautiful people. And um, on Thursday this week we were there, and I was reflecting on this passage, and on being children of God, and I said, I just thought... What do I miss from being a child? Now ask them, what do you miss from the times when you were a child? And one woman who always chirps up from the back corner, um, even in the middle of the service, doesn't matter what's happening, she'll just say what's on her mind. She said, playing. I miss playing. I can't play at Moranby House. 
Oh, yes. The joy of play, of being playful, of holding life so lightly. Someone else said, freedom. We're not as free as we were when we were children. They got it. And I agree, that idea of being free, although we may not have recognized it at the time, mom and dad shouldered a lot of the responsibility in our lives. So we didn't have what we sometimes feel like, the weight of the world on our shoulders. That freedom that comes from being a child. That's the invitation to unconditional love. To put faith and trust the way a child does in their parent. Um, in our Father, God. To believe Jesus, to accept Jesus at his word. To put our faith and trust in him like a child. Because that is what we are, John says. He is the true light. He gives us our true purpose. And he makes us to be children of God. So that all who will still receive him and believe in him will also become children of God. We're children in an endless chain. Let's not stop the chain. Let's not say, no, it's just for us. Let's keep reaching out. Alpha, I know it's just one of those opportunities, but what a great opportunity. It starts Wednesday night. You can sign up. You can get an invitation. You can invite a friend. You're just feeling, I just don't know where I am in my own faith. That's fine. Just come. We sit down together. We have a meal together. We're going to hear um, a message about faith in Jesus. And we're going to have a chance to grow in relationship and talk and have discussions together. You're invited. Let's pray. Jesus, we just want to thank you for the amazing, amazing thing that you've done by making a way for us to be the children of God. We were not your people. We did not know your mercy. But so many of us can now say, I was blind, but now I see. I've received the grace and the mercy of God. I know the light. He's come into my life. Even if I don't see him today, I know I can call on his name and his word is true. He's for me. He's with me. And he's not just for me. He's for my friends. He's for my colleagues. He's for my family. He loves them. He wants them to know him also and be his children. Lord, would you give us strength and courage today? Holy Spirit, would you fill us with the joy of sharing good news? What a joy it was to hear from Farah and from Nicole. The joy of their faith. The passion for Jesus. Restore that in us, Jesus. Especially those of us who've been at this for a long time and are maybe feeling a bit jaded. But Lord, restore that childlike spirit in each of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.